when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It is Tuesday, March 2nd, and you're Stop doing the intro. Why do, we do, do you even need what? to do it? Do you even, you even need to do the intro? Like, all right, just load up the first clip. All right, okay, so listen, got, all right, um, all right, all right. The thing is, <laughs> by the time this airs tomorrow, there's a chance that everyone's There's a real trailer? <laughs> there's yeah. a real trailer, and it all people have seen the real shit. That means what we're about to see is raw and uncut. From uh, my, fa- my favorite M- '90s MTV, uh, yeah, uh, show. We're looking at game trailers, raw and uncut. <laughs> I'm your, I'm your VJ Austin, and I'm here to show you the realest stuff that's coming out of these streets right now. Like this Elden Ring leak trailer that we allegedly got from someone on the internet. It's allegedly part of uh, uh, an Elden Ring marketing strategy that didn't come out, I guess, in fe- February 2020. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, so we're gonna hit play on this first video. I'm gonna I'm gonna load okay. it up. I'm gonna load it up. Right, I'm gonna pause. make this. I'm gonna make this <laughs> two megabyte video. I'm also Walker joining me. Kato, Patrick, Rob. We're all we're we're here. We're about to watch something that says confidential on it. I hear it play. Um, all right. Yeah, ready it's to... this podcast. This podcast uh, is confidential. Podcast confidential. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, three, two, one, on zero. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Three, three, two, two one, one, go. I don't hear anything. Should I be hearing anything? There's That's a dragon. A dragon. You are hearing something? Yeah. Uh-huh. Ah, fuck. I think my audio's fucked up. Oh, those are big. Whoa. Those are big boys. Those are big boys. <laughs> that big, that boy's big. That face big boy, Attack on Titan, the video oh, look game. Look how big that, look how big that other face was. Love it. Can't <laughs> wait to be called a tragic thing. Oh, this is, ooh, okay. Ooh. Wizards. Wizards. Gandalf. Gandalf is here. Uh-huh. That was the first. I the like first that thing big that was, scimitar. The big scimitar looked sick. Or like it's like I did a, like it was like you know you're wondering like well how is this game gonna be different and like off the bat it's like it's got a sword it's and not. a shield <laughs> you're good like you're good. <laughs> souls is back that baby. wizard feels a little different all right we're loading up yeah, episode, uh, yeah uh, you know also <laughs> episode but two. like the sea oh. of fog is absolutely some soul shit and so. we're at the edge of the map we that's are at the good. edge of the map that's true all right um, uh, ready yep. Three, two, one, go. Imagine what drives him to seek the Elden Ring. Would you see that sneaking? I did see oh, sneaking. There's stealth. That was deliberate. Very well. Torches. There's a torch. Ooh, fire blade. Dragon. Sure. Dragon. Mm. Whoa, that wizard's got moves. The wizard's got moves. The wizard got, got That got, pointy hat didn't even got fall a crossover. <laughs> ooh, Yo, he's ooh, using some big magic ooh, with that magic spear. And that, hmm. That was like a and a horse. Here's the horse. Wow. The horse oh yeah! Mounted Give me combat. that big open space, baby. This is wild. I'm gonna slowly walk through this again. I can only imagine what, what? drives you to seek the Elden Ring. We got sneaking. We got uh, 
Best uh, sneaking is fat. Like if you like, there's no stealth in Souls. I mean, no. Like, I mean, yeah, Sekiro, really, you're sneaking but... around, but you're still just like, yeah, get, Sekiro, getting in I the think dirt is the and... closest because you can do some stuff to like modify it a little bit, but it's still not like that, right? Um, mm. Other stuff in this, I, I did just want to know that this person has a torch that's lighting things up in real time. Dark Souls, it did. 2. It wow. almost felt like I don't know that from would do this, but it did feel like that is like. Hey, you motherfuckers! Uh-huh. Who didn't get off our backs about that original <laughs> that trailer for Dark Souls Two yeah. showing at TGS <laughs> yeah. in you know 2014? Uh, um, also, just fuck. want to point out the color of things like the sky here. There's like a deep dark blue at night, um, but it's not like it's not oppressive here. There's it's a like, bright game. Like yeah. se- the sequences in the winter. Um, I mean, Sekiro was also fairly. Yes. Right, like got away mm-hmm. from like the bleakness of I will say Souls the, and Bloodborne. The, the brightness, some of the brightness does feel like it can be desaturated in a way that still feels like in that mode. There's a giant yellow tree in one of these shots. What the fuck is going on there? There's Who just big say? things in general. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. there's a real scale thing happening here. Yeah. Uh, is the biggest, is the biggest, bo- like biggest, and I mean, there are a lot of big boys in, in the Souls games, but like, the, like in terms of stature, King, what's his face, is probably the tallest of the bosses um, in Souls, right? The, only, only if you King, what's no, his face? because there's, there's, um, there's like Ventress. The, Vent, v, isn't it nope, v, not Ventress. What? Ventress. No. Ventress. Now you're in Robin my wheelhouse. We're talking about, <laughs> we're talking about a Sith assassin, a little baddie. Um, uh, who, you, who are you? You're uh, from you go Dark to the Souls bottom 2, of the castle. It's like about? towards the end of Dark Souls Two, and you find Ventric, a slow Ventric. Ventric. All right, I was He's not. Big. All right, yeah, you v. were not that bad. I would say there are some bigger ones, but they tend to be like things that are in place. Basically, there's a Dark Souls Three boss that is like a big tree. Um, yeah, the tree is big. That is huge, and then like the biggest one is a cheat, which is it's the dragon in Sekiro, but you're not like fighting it up close. Do you know what I mean? Right. But um, it's huge. It's in the yeah. distance, and it's huge. Right. And this is um, anyway, anyway. All right, we got one well, there's more. Like, there's a giant head on the ground too. Like this is like a scale. Yeah. Like yes. least, this, this yes. game seems to be playing with like yo, big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, this last one. Yep. Confidential. Right. Three, two, one, go. Biz sessions. Let's go. Oh, this is just the game. This is just the game. This is someone looking. Oh, this around. is just like B-roll, I guess. Oh, sure. Someone standing up from what looks like a, a nexus point. What a hat. Person, it's a wizard with a cool hat. Nice <laughs> robes. It's good robes, yeah. Long sleeves. This is like a boss. Also, I just want to like notice the, is that that the monitor that we're looking at. There? There's yeah. enough identifying information on this video that this person oh. is going to get caught. Yeah. Like over on the right hand side is too many objects. <laughs> like, like yeah. someone is gonna figure that someone is Look gonna scroll through the zoom archive. Is that okay? There's like a there's like a giant moon reflected in the in the water, like like bisected by the shit. horizon. Yeah. It's sick as hell. Uh, <laughs> also, I think this person has a keyblade, is what I'm gonna call this. That was like okay. a keyblade too. So Fuck. do we do we think this is like this, this is was a like boss. a classic. Yeah, you're, you've yeah. walked into the boss arena. Yeah. Um, boss I see a door. If you, if you scrub through it around around 16 to 17, you can see a door at yeah. the end. That seems like a door you've probably you've, walked you walk in. through that fog uh-huh. gate. Um, here's a thought. Oh, you can uh, actually see, I think, the player character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, the player right character there. at the yeah, very beginning. Yeah. So I think that that's what that is. Um, <clears throat> player character, just, just someone in armor. At the beginning, when you were looking around this room, there was like these four things up in the... Like rafters, I wonder if those are going to be part. This is like the most we're doing like MCU trailer speculation here. I know, but I'm 60, curious. The sixty Easter eggs you didn't notice. In the- I'm curious if this has to do with the boss fight. This feels like showing you that part of the room. Uh-huh. 
could be. We've built some cool art assets up there. You should look at them before this fight happens. Look at these dope clocks we made during COVID. Could Come be. On. Appreciate yeah. the clocks. <laughs> could be. Hey, this is uh, a part of this boss fight. Think about mm-hmm. how you're going to use these things to fight this weird wizard. And we've never really seen that style of, or maybe we have, but it's not, it doesn't come to me- it doesn't come to mind right away. That style of, like environmental boss fighty, like puzzle stuff, more gimmicky it's stuff. It's not bosses. based on just like the mechanics or like yeah. the, the gimmicks and mechanics of the, the boss design itself. Yeah, totally, that's, that's definitely. So true. That's footage. Uh, it's real. Yeah, it's real. I, it's real. I'm. I'm. I'm excited. I. I am genuinely interested to see, um, especially sort of in light oh. of the the Pokemon stuff of like Nintendo mm. also just embracing what if big and like what does that mean <laughs> for the design? Um, well, because that was part of like my argument, like in Bowser's Fury, is like big is like open world just means so many different things, and it's been commodified by Ubisoft in a way that has like broken our brains on like what that. At, like, people have forgotten Metal Gear Solid Five. Like right. that game was open sure. world and it did like really cool shit yeah. um, that isn't like the normal stuff we associate with it in the annual games from Ubisoft and its ilk. Um, and I'm just so genuinely curious to see what does what is from do. Is it really just like I, hey, this is just like a fancier way of getting from point A to point B, and you can do some fights along the way? Or am I doing exploration? Am I finding little caves along the way? I'd love like, to find a little cave. Mm, Let me tell um, you. My just find mood a right cave now. And go in there oh. and never leave. Just never leave. That's it. <laughs> what Elden Ring? Who don't know her? What, I will say, what, yeah, what drives really... you to seek the Elden Ring? I wouldn't say I've been seeking it, Bob. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, we should talk about that Pokemon event. There was a Pokemon event, um, and 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 we talked about the response a little bit. Uh, was, <laughs> when was that? Was that? Saturday? Was that Friday? Friday? Friday Kato, morning, you yeah. shuddered as if you had been wounded personally, as if you'd seen the shit. <laughs> Just Pokemon, Pokemon, a section, a large section of Pokemon fandom really just showed its entire ass after that, uh, that, um, uh, event, a lot of complaint, like a lot of really just angry yelling about graphics in a way that like is like, I don't think- True, but also that frame rate sucked. Like, I'm I'm shocked they showed that game because of that. They need to release that Switch too. That Switch Pro, so that <laughs> I mean, you're you're can... you're right. I mean, like you know, you're you're right that people were like being hyperbolic to the point of like ridiculousness. But yes. I, I was watching that. I'm um, like I was like watching my kid, and I had that playing on the iPad, and I was like, what? I was like, maybe it's just the the you know, I had the I was having some bandwidth issues, and I was like maybe mm. there's just some sort of problems with the the stream. But then I went back and watched like the art guy, and I was like, no, like I mean, obviously frame rate is like one of the last things ironed out in the development process, but usually companies work around that in the way like there's a reason they show games on pc before yeah, they show yeah. it on like the console to, to, hey nintendo's credit not doing that shit like I, you know right. uh but right. at the same time it, it also feels like it's misleading because it will assuredly look better than that even if there was no switch pro Hopefully, but i do think yeah. it's increasingly increasingly clear that even nintendo is like butting up against like the extremes of like the switch hardware even as they continue to release games for, like, yeah. that game will not get canceled yeah. for the regular Switch. Like, even if there's another machine, that game will come out for it. That's so, the thing. It, so, there was, the, there was even stuff about the other. There's like, so there are th- three kind of big announcements there, right? Pokemon, new Pokemon Snap, which generally, like, that looks cool. New Pokemon yeah. Snap, new ways to take pictures of cute Pokemon. Great. Love it. Um, then there was a remake of Diamond and Pearl, um, mm. which were the, the, the original, like, DS. Pokemons, 
um, and that had like I, a different art style and a different yeah. um, like it looked like the lighting was kind of off or like kind of like uh, what's it called like overcast like everything looked overcast in a way that a lot of people were ragging on in like a very again like it's like yeah sure like that looks kind of off or like I don't like the chibis but I'm like fine with it like I'm not gonna yell about it on the internet the that, the in thing, a way yeah, that right. I mean, this is the thing it's like we're all gonna like. I, yeah, I had problems with these, and what I did was DM my friends about it. I, you know, put it in the group chat. You sure. know what I mean? Like, there was a difference between that and like yelling about it in a way that's I don't know. Uh, the, everyone say, has a there's good like group chat. That's exactly it. Get a good group chat. <laughs> you need it. Um, um and the, I mean, there's specifically the like difference between like being like I don't like this or I don't agree with this yeah. design choice, and being like Yo, Game Freak sucks ass, and like right it's done. specifically done, insulting man. exactly specifically insulting yeah. devs or like even targeting devs in that way. It's like never really a good thing. Never a good thing. Um, yeah. and then the last thing was Pokemon Legends arc arc. Hmm. Arceus? 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 I don't fucking know. I play these Mm. games. They didn't have voice acting. Nobody knew how to say mm, Arceus. I'm sure someone said it during the stream. I don't don't remember. I would go Arceus. Arceus? I would. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's, Arceus? Like, sounds like British Arceus. Arceus. (laughs) I'm looking at the the katakana right now. It's... It's Arceus. Yeah, I believe it's. I believe that that's Arceus. It's. Uh, oh wait, one second, one second. Let's see. Let's see if I remember this. This is. I'm, I'm really bad at this. I've lost it. Yeah, it's Alu Se Usu. Yeah, so Ar- it's Arceus. Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Um, which um, is you know weird. Yeah, so that game is like looks like an open world. Like I've made the 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 comparison to the their breath of the wilding of pokemon um they even have that they there's there's a comparison shots going around of like that one shot from the original breath of the wild trailer where it like zooms out over link off of the great plateau mm-hmm. over to like the rest of the map they do a similar thing here um which in concept looked really interesting but as people noted there was a lot of like frame rate like it looked like some of the the Pokemon walking like the, there's Pokemon out in the world right you're sneaking up on them you can throw you're throwing Pokeballs out to mm-hmm. catch them you can also battle in the open world and like how that all fits together is gonna be kind of the linchpin of whether or not this works or they if this called is interesting it an open world action RPG at some point in yeah. the presentation and I was like Word? what because it just looks like <laughs> it just looks like you walk around and then do Pokemon right like, what's the where's the open world stuff that isn't just it's a big map where you know and then where is the action RPG stuff that isn't just like is it a sneak attack are they counting it as an yeah. action RPG because you can sneak through the grass and like you can do a, a dodge roll <laughs> well, like, sure show right. me a dodge roll I didn't see shit <laughs> no there was it was in the it was in the trailer there was a one that was a one of the oh, things I, okay yeah, I yeah. missed the dodge you, roll apologies can, to, there's a person to- <laughs> dodge rolling between two two things of grass as they like stalk some Pokemon um okay right so they're not dodging they're just rolling <laughs> It might be a dodge roll, sure, um, Um, but no. But I I think there's a lot to like about this this project. The idea that like so for for Patrick and Rob, who presumably didn't follow this when it was coming out, I did. Okay, all right. I guess yeah. You said you saw the frame rate. That's true. I was watching. (laughs) Um, Patrick's always uh, on the lookout for that one Pokemon game that's going to be the one that clicks for him. Like he's always hey, maybe this one. It's been twenty five years, but you know, <gasps> I gave mm-hmm. I gave I mean I, yeah, I was a Pokemon obsessive as a as a kid. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Red and uh, Blue came out when I was in middle school, and yeah. that's like all we did on the bus with you know 
the one kid who had a link cable um, <laughs> so you could you could trade the game before we had I mean, wireless it's always attack. a good time to get into pokemon uh, as walmart has illustrated uh, they finally came out as Pokemon fans, and they put Pikachu right to work as a greeter. So this wait, what do you? What is this what? a reference? I missed this. You didn't see? Oh, there's no, like very popular this. tweets going around the last couple of days. No, they, yeah, was I, it part I'm of? I'm doing my best to be on Twitter less. Fair. <laughs> uh, uh, Walmart put up a uh, after 25 years, we're making it official. Welcome to the team, Pikachu, or something like that. But the, <laughs> oh the point God. was, they did a little like render of Pikachu, but wearing the blue Walmart vest yeah. uh-huh. uh, with the name tag. Yeah. Uh, the best reaction to that I saw was, I can't believe Pikachu fucked up his retirement. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which was pretty mean. But That's also, Do you think that they're giving Pikachu just uh, enough hours that, that he doesn't have time to go get another job somewhere else, but few enough that he, they don't have to give him benefits? Yeah, he's like yeah, 100%. 29. Hours. Yeah, he's at 29. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> also, the great, also, you know, you didn't go to Walmart to get Mewtwo. Like, you went to Toys R Us, so yeah. shut the fuck shut up, the Walmart. Shut the fuck up, Walmart. You didn't have Mewtwo. Y'all fucking yeah, helped kill shit. Toys R Us. Hey, this um, reminds me. I forgot to let everyone know that I'm I really enjoyed the Pokemon movie. Oh. 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 I thought that was Rob's grand pronouncer that he he didn't hit record. He's like, I forgot. <laughs> but this Pokemon, Pokemon conversation wait, reminded wait, me. Do Kato. you mean the original Pokemon movie, or do you mean Pikachu, Detective Pikachu? Detective Pikachu. Sorry. Yeah, it's a good I movie. know that the Pokemon movie's the <laughs> thing. Yeah. But it's called yeah. the Pokemon movie. Which is very confusing, because now there's Pikachu. two. There's, there's more. There's a lot of Pokemon. We can't go down this road. But how, how did you t- tell me about your Detective Pikachu experience? Well, sometimes one just has a day where, like, I need the silliest and most trivial thing uh, possible. Yeah. And Detective Pikachu's right there, and it turns mm-hmm. out it was charming. Hell yeah! You like um, like seeing the world with all the Pokemon in it and all that. Yeah, like a sn- them building a traffic detour around a snoring uh, Snorlax yeah. uh, in the, in the middle of the street was cool. Um, it was a shockingly well cast movie uh, for what they're doing. It's just so weird. <laughs> it's so weird that it is like an actual like mystery, uh, yeah. like detective story, including like mm-hmm. a really gnarly interrogation scene of uh, the the mime Pokemon, mime, where yeah. he starts miming, soaking it in gasoline, <laughs> and lighting a match. And it's like this is dark, yeah. but also it was pretty hysterically funny. Uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, um, surprisingly charming movie that I think, like, it's one of those things where I'm like, I wouldn't recommend it unless you're really in the mood to be like, just kind of shut your brain off. Yeah, and just brain off. Enjoy a weird MC. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit. Um, it's like a. It's a ninety minute bit. <laughs> right. It's like. It's like. What if SNL was good and did uh, a re- just a whole? Well, they start. They kicked off an episode and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna do one of those digital shorts," uh-huh. and then it kept going, <laughs> and it was a, po- a Pokemon detective story. Um, uh-huh. I thought you were gonna say something else, which was um, that you wanted to say that you were officially joining the Pokemon cast as that character that looks like you from Pokemon. There's a character that looks like me. Wow, Rob was not part of that episode. Yeah, there's a character uh, that looks that's right. Like we, we want. Uh, that- we should uh, debut this character to Rob, right? Yeah, yeah. hold on. Let's go. I got it. Uh, let me find. Do you have it? Do you I have think it on deck? So. Do you remember the name? Yeah, I remember the it's, name. Um, that's like a hiker, right? Yes. Zachney hiker. exclusive. There's a couple here that look a lot like you, Rob. There's a hiker class, which is uh, like great in my mind because it's like if you got transported to the Pokemon world. Here we go. And you were just like, you know what? I'm going to just go out in the woods. Let's I can see, see myself this works. doing that. Boop. Boop. Oh, it's so small. 
It's so small. <laughs> Just zoom it. in on that. Yeah. It's a tiny little open Let's... original. This and then is really zoom tiny. in on it. Kato, I think you yeah. blew it. Oh, buddy. <laughs> God damn it. You tried. Well, let me see how I can I feel like we looked at a di- another better. one that big was. One. And there are a few. There really are a few hiker. Is that better? Uh-huh. I, I screenshotted it. It's a little bigger. There, there you go. go. Hey, oh, hey, you hey, get the... yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> there he is. Rob. That's Rob. You think I'd Rob's wear a hat hiking. like that, though? No. Well, in the Pokemon world, perhaps. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I would. You never know what's going to happen out there. Um, gloves have a slightly like, threatening energy too. If I'm being entirely honest, your like your foot stance is also like a little odd. Like well, you, you don't, you know, you're climbing. Like that's clearly an well, action yeah. picture. <laughs> so you have to imagine like broken ground underfoot. Um, yeah, yeah. So there's a bunch of these, but you know, you just go out there, you search hiker Pokemon. They just have it's your your entire Rob. nature. Yeah, but that's not a that's not a Pokemon. That's that's a different. Like that's a Pokemon trainer. Yeah. Okay, but it's not like you're, yes. that dude's just like out on a nice walk and people are gonna, like <laughs> jam him into a Pokeball and like here's my no. Pokemon. It's Stan the hiker. No, okay. <laughs> no. Um, uh, you know he has like lots of like uh rock monsters. Is my guess? Yeah, lots right? of ground and rock types. Ground based. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of Onyxes while I scroll down this. So Onyxes and Geo dudes. Yeah. So, uh, this hey, does remind me of um, before uh, quarantine ends. Well, I guess it has in Massachusetts because uh, we're going back to full reopening. Uh, even are though, you what? Yeah, uh, oh, they, buddy, mind you, there's no vaccines. Uh, uh, the vaccine rollout completely failed, and uh, they have not even gotten through their at-risk uh, categories. Uh, you still have to have two uh, underlying conditions to qualify for a vaccine, which most people don't. So huge swaths of at-risk population not doing. But anyway, quarantine's over in Massachusetts. We won uh, just by not giving a shit anymore, uh, which is, you know, the the arc of these things. But one of the quarantine projects I was considering, and this kind of dovetails with that, is I would love to try, like, to get the um, the Uncle Iroh beard thing from <laughs> Avatar by like, going for me. Could I make that work? I don't. I guess the thing is, if you're out of core, then like no, because you have to see people, and you could do it. <laughs> if you could get to the end of that journey, Rob, you could pull it off. But the journey is rough. I feel right because it requires a lot of styling. Right, that doesn't just happen. You can't cut yeah. the Iro beard into existence. You also have to like wax and yeah, like style it. I feel like I feel like you could get there, but it would. But then there's would, the complicating factor, Austin, of you're not actually a cartoon character. And things look good <laughs> on cartoons that I'm like, but would it look good for me? No, because because cartoon Uncle Iroh like only does Uncle Iroh shit. Uncle Iroh never goes to the grocery store. That's you know great, what I right, mean? Right. Like he's, always he's like, just like mm, time for my tea. And yeah. then you're like, yeah, get yeah. it, Uncle Iroh. But like you can't like go, like you don't see Uncle Iroh zooming into a team meeting or something no. like that. Like no. With the beard out of place because he hasn't had time to fix it yet because he was dealing with his dog. Like, no. He, he just gets Okay, to so cool let me shit. know. How's the uh, how's the investment <laughs> of Bossing Say going? Still bad? Okay. Still bad? Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. 
Um, briefly, um, I, I do want to say that I do think that that Pokemon Legends Arceus game has like an interesting premise, the idea of like going back in time in the yeah. Pokemon history and doing what is basically like a feudal Japan game in Pokemon is fun. I yeah. think that's a that's a cool way to open that setting up. And like for people who have played all those games and know those places, the idea of returning to those those like settings in different time periods is very cool. Um, so, yeah, it's so absolutely we'll see, you know. it's absolutely specifically to like. They've been wrestling with this segment of the popular of the of their fan base that is older than the games are yeah. actually normally pointed towards, and it, this feels like a decidedly like a shift, another shift towards being like, okay, obviously we have a lot of older fans. Something a little mm-hmm. more complex is maybe what we should be doing. Um, so I mean, the other thing that I keep thinking about is. How many fans do you think are actually mad? And give me the most generous estimate you can. Actually? Yeah. Like, like per- I can give you, like, percentage of, like, people who sure. like Pokemon over people who are actually <clears throat> mad. I'd say it's easily a quarter of people mad on the internet. Which is, okay, when wait, Pokemon is such a big... A people mad on the internet are Pokemon fans. Or do you mean a quarter of <laughs> Pokemon fans? A, po- a quarter of Pokemon fans. Which, the thing is, Pokemon is a fucking huge franchise right a well, lot of people like it's a it. quarter of people if you're if you're suggesting that a quarter of people who played pokemon sword and shield right are mad at this that's five million people right i actually don't think it's five million people i think it's, <laughs> I think it's a quarter of your view of the online discourse which is then brought further out to be 0. 0.25 percent right. of the actual it might audience be bigger, of like, it might be a million people it might be two million people sure. but the, the thing that like my and this is a gut i'm not this is speculation i guess 20 million people could be mad at pokemon my my feeling is that sword and shield got fucking hammered during its lead up for looking bad right. in many ways and it sold 20.35 million units right Right. And, and like, who, here's the thing. Here's the thing is that those people ago. who complain will also always still buy it. That's right. That's, of course. <laughs> yes. so, so like, yeah, I mean, I think five million is a lot, though. Right. This is yeah. what I'm saying. Is it five million? <laughs> I mean, like there were some fucking trending tags when that was happening about like graphics and stuff like gra- graphics as a word trended, but it was all just about Pokemon. <laughs> Yeah, but, course, tre- but, like, but, but trending topics get- create more trending topics. That's like, true. It's like, Yo, That's what's, true. Why are people talking about this? Time to talk about this thing that people are talking about. It's <laughs> like, trending! Elden Ring is trending right now with 9,000 tweets. Who the fuck cares? Right. No one cares about this shit. Twitter is, you know, like, it's it's the the scale of reach is very limited. And obviously, the Pokemon conversations are not only happening on Twitter. They're no, happening yeah, sure. in discords, on Pokemon fan sites. Like, I, I know that that's not limited to Twitter at all, and and it is big. I, I'm, I'm conceding that it is one of the biggest fan groups in the world for sure, and they take this seriously. And, yeah. I, and there are things that I understand a little bit more. Like I, I did get the, I get why people were frustrated during the, um, the thing where where you know your, your past Pokemon couldn't come forward into Sword Shield. Uh, the the especially in in light of them having just set up a service to bring all your Pokemon into like a center thing with the whatever Pokedex. What was that called? Pokemon the, like, Home. Central Pokedex. Pokemon Home. But there was something yeah. else, right? Wasn't there a name for uh, weren't people mad about another thing? Weren't about another thing? Probably. Welcome to our spinoff podcast. Oh I, mean, all, I mean, on some level, even though I think I, you know, I think it's easy to ridicule and I think people are being ridiculous. It is like a game like this, even though it's still inevitably going to disappoint people because like Pokemon is like far and away the most conservative uh-huh. franchise that Nintendo operates. 
Um, so it's always years behind what people want it to be for for like reasons that are very successful financially, but you know, frustrating to certain parts of the fan base. Um, to finally like have them make like the game people have been talking about for like 20 years, like a like you know, a big open space where like the Pokemon are like roaming around, and then to see that and like and also like it runs at like 12 frames a second. Mm. Like I understand it's kind of like like my dream is a frustrated right, reality. Right, yeah. Um <laughs> and like if the if if what ends up happening is Oh, this game is explicitly tied to like a switch that has like DLSS and like an out like upscale to 4K and like you'll you won't get 60 frames a second, but you'll get a solid 30. Um, you know, that'll be great, but we just don't, you know, we don't have any of that information. Also, there. early 2022. I mean, yeah, yeah, my ass. That game is coming out like fall 2022. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't believe any release dates for 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 a minute. Look, like like all of the Sword and Shield, like they had those big like 3D areas in them, and like both of the DLCs were just that type of space like there were no like linear spaces anymore it was all like this is open world at this point um and that ran fine unless you were connected online if you're connected online you see people teleporting all over the place because they're in they're like you know that's just nintendo uh internet is not good mm-hmm. um but if you were playing offline like the poke like there weren't any like hitches or anything in those open world spaces so they we know they can do it like on the like if they know what resources they're working with they can get it to run uh, smoothly. So this definitely does feel like it's probably most likely just like either too early or tied to different hardware that hasn't been announced yet. So they can't show the like finished version. <laughs> totally. Um, We should take a quick break and then we'll come back and stop talking about Pokemon <laughs> and n- quote unquote news. Yeah. N- news like Pokemon and some Elden Ring footage. Anyone we'll, catch we'll that post Malone shit? I did not catch the Post Malone Hootie I, and the Blowfish. Nah, me either. Mikado, I just want to be 100% clear. Uh-huh. That Hootie and the Blowfish song has no history with Pokemon, right? As far as I know, no. I think they're playing they off like- of like the I Choose You motif of like the the original Pokemon like uh, anime, right? Like you ch- choosing what your starter is and all that. So like I only yeah. want to be with you is like your best friend Pokemon like is what they're trying to connect it with. But as far as I know, no, that song has never been connected to any other Pokemon thing. It's bizarre. Is he a big Pokemon fan, and they were just like, "We'd like to do a collab with you." And he was like, "All right, but this is the only collab <laughs> we <laughs> do." Is I'm gonna, I'm gonna come I mean, it's like the Blowfish song, and then uh, here we go. Isn't it the same? It's the same year too, right? Like they just picked a song from the year that Pokemon came out oh, that was like that thematically the most year anniversary. Right? Yeah, yeah. sure. Hey, I mean, but like that's a song that has like lyrics like, "You get so mad at me when I go out with my friends." <laughs> is Pikachu mad at Ash? Yeah, when yo Pikachu, Pikachu has almost like killed Ash multiple times in the fucking anime. Mm. There, are, like mm. at the beginning, it's rough. He does not like Ash. He like attacks him. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Okay. Well, shout outs to Posty, I guess. <laughs> uh, I was watching Emma while that was happening. That was a good choice. Emma's good. Yeah. The twenty twenty one. Yes. Is the last movie I saw before I think this last movie I saw before in theaters lockout. before the in fucking theaters, shit yeah, hit. I went yep. to Alamo. Yep. Natalie and I went to Alamo. It was nice. Um. All right. <laughs> Let's take that break. <laughs> we'll come back. We'll talk about some games we've been playing. <laughs> 
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. All right, we are back and, and we have some games to talk about. Where do we want to start? Um, I think like, the most topical thing is that Outriders demo, probably, because it's a demo of like a game that isn't out yet, and so it's like a preview. Ugh. And I don't. And journalism brain makes me go, "We should talk about the preview thing mm-hmm. first, <laughs> even though it's a demo." And in that way, it's the least relevant thing because you can just go play it. Right. Any opinion we have, you could immediately agree or disagree with by picking up the controller and playing it yourself. Sure. So maybe in some ways... Yeah, you could play that. I made that choice last night. Mm. You're not happy with it. You're you're like, that is not That game is not fun to control or shoot or move. (laughs) I think I'm higher on it than you, but not like... um, But I would not... If if this was like I'm not gonna go to the mat for it, you know what I mean? Like this yeah. is not a game that I you're like. You're care fine. Like, no, I I I like every time I hit uh, L2 to like come out of cover to shoot, I felt like the gun was in the wrong. Ooh. I felt like I was constantly like having to drift the gun to the spot that I, I just did not enjoy. I did I, I hmm. th- like the opening premise of the game kind of interesting and then they're like what if we just don't do what if we just don't do any of that and then like another the game has a separate second premise that it gets to like like 30 minutes there's like 20 25 30 minutes of setup in which it's like oh stuff was really bad on earth so a bunch of space colonists left to go find a new home and you find a new home and then you do a bunch of like walking around meeting npcs talking to them learning about the green open area there's animals that we're gonna colonize and dominate you know i mean like there's there's ickies so it's bad, yeah. but it's like standard, like sort of like space bullshit. And it's like, okay, sure. to shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you walk like, you know, you walk away from the camp for like five minutes. And by the time it's over, there's been a huge space anomaly, weird, like radioactive storm hits you, weird black goo in the woods. All of the stuff goes bad everywhere. It's mm. like classic. It's like classic first 10 minutes of a sci-fi movie, right? It's like the beginning of Prometheus or something does this. Sure. Uh, uh, or the beginning of any movie where like then a second team shows up and it's like, oh, shit went bad for that first team. <laughs> um, but instead, uh, you get put into a cryo sleep. Your whole space colony team like turns on each other. And then you wake up 30 years later and everything's gone to shit. And <clears throat> everything is like fragmented. People are at each other's throats. Corpses They're, are hanging from the, like yeah, one of the corpse alley. This where game is just... very edge lord in that mm. way. Yeah, corpse alley is exactly right. I feel like I was playing like a. This was like the the it was like a, a PS2 PS3 vibes were like really uh, going on here, which usually I'm 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 in for. Like I, I miss the like middle tier. Like you know, game with an interesting it was like uh, like game, psyops, right? Like yeah, games sure. like that. Um, yeah. Like I, I was hope. I guess that's on the upper end of what you would want from an outrider. Mm-hmm. I don't. Know, I, I didn't. I didn't. I played an hour. I got enough to like. You into got the like second. to the hub and then didn't. I got like my second power. No, oh, I didn't okay. even get What's, to the hub. I got my second power in the like the in the in the war zone and was like, I just don't even mm. enjoy pressing the buttons in this game. Yeah. 
I'm going to play a different one. <laughs> I definitely was higher on it than that, but I, but I also feel like this whole game is my like um it, it is like a monkey paw curling from a, a wish I had, which was like <laughs> a year and a half ago. I said, or maybe two years ago, I said I wish Warframe was just a more boring cover shooter. <laughs> and <laughs> I fucked up, and oh, now we no. got it. Um, except, except I will actually say one of the things that actually does make me excited, more excited about this, not excited, curious about it, let's say, is they've said, and I think I've said this in the podcast before, they've said this is not a games of service game. This is like a 35 to 40 hour game that you're going to beat. And if you want to replay it, there's another class, you can replay it. Huh, but everything about this release- game screams, I wasn't. I I am a game of service like yeah. the, the yeah. UI the loot, all the UI the, the, the loot the, 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 the yes. powers like uh-huh. you know fill up over time it's like I know that there's, there's a the- huge there's a huge like uh, skill tree that you unlock would yeah. put points into so like big emphasis it does feel on like, like that hitting start and like a countdown timer happening uh-huh. and like joining up with your, your friends your friends like, yeah uh-huh, all that shit the, if if your marketing has to be going out screaming we are not a service game maybe. Maybe like you've made but, it like a bazooka. <laughs> well, I think that like the, the actual thing there is like, you know what? I want one of these paced for 40 hours. Sure. Destiny yeah. is not paced for 40 hours. No, it's no. paced for 400 hours or 14 hours. Do you know what I you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you can play the the 10 hour campaign or the 400 hour I'm committed to this game week to week. But I would like to play a kind of mediocre third person shooter action RPG mm-hmm. uh, for 40 hours or something like that. That that will scratch my brain in, in a way that like feels like like, you know, uh, something that I just, you don't get anymore because the games that are that long where the numbers go up tend to be want more from you eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, fair. I, what class did you what did you have? Because I ended up really liking my abilities on my main class. Um, with the fire like one, the, py- pyromancer. Yeah, I, um, I didn't fuck with the pyromancer. I, the, the, uh, I didn't like think about it. Like by the time I got to that yeah. point, I was like, uh, all right, I'll go with the. I hate I mean, it when that shit happens. Where like I, I will say, the moment you pick your class is extremely funny. You get impaled on like some <laughs> rebar, and then it cuts immediately from that to the choose your class screen. <laughs> Doesn't it? I mean, this is also a game that you can't go at least in the uh, prologue. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if this remains true as you go further. Like the demo is like the opening act of the game, and then your progress mm-hmm. will carry over. So it's it's really when they say demo, like they re- like you know demo is like a you know a fuzzy term these days, but this really does feel like an actual demo of this game. Yeah. Um. Uh, it's just like you can't go five feet without a cutscene, and the cutscenes no, aren't like they, genuinely interesting. Like, oh, hey, this would be really tough to do you, with the player controlling. It's like, no. hey, uh, you got up to this bridge, and it's like we got to show you climbing that bridge in a cutscene. It's like, why? Why do I have to show me climbing? Funny bad one where you eventually get to like an open area that has a bunch of like branching area like paths, and there's like a big solar lighthouse basically in the middle of it, and there's a bunch of side quests like around it. Um, and there's one like gap between two ledges that you can't jump across. Oh, I saw this on you Twitter. Get the quest, I know which one you're talking And then when about. you get to the you get to the ledge and you have the quest, it plays a cut. It, it takes a second. <laughs> it loads. It brings in a cutscene of you hopping across this little tiny hop. It's not like a big running huge like oh, there's no way you're gonna make that jump. It's like a totally normal action game <laughs> jump uh, across. And they're like in a cutscene, in a cutscene. So it's it's that stuff is weird. I think the writing, especially the lore writing, is rough. It's very like you find the note, you find the diary of the evil gang lord, and he wants to show everybody on this planet that he's the meanest motherfucker there is. There's a name of the there's there is a gang. I will say this, and I just took two playthroughs. I played with a friend, with a second character. Um, 
there's a gang called the Barkers, uh, who, if you look around their like arena, they've written woof woof everywhere. <laughs> they've written in graffiti woof woof. Um, and it's like woof woof, motherfucker. Pow, but, like, some, there's like other stuff written around also. I'm trying to like look through a video to see if I can find more of the graffiti. Because it would be like, it'd be like, you know, like woof woof, it all falls down. You know, like shit like that. <laughs> Wolf Wolf King Barker, um, and it like oh this is the world, and then you get to this guy's diary, and it's like I'm a mean motherfucker. You don't even know about me, Wolf Wolf. I'm a bad dog. <laughs> yeah. It's so fucking funny. Oh my god, that is and such a the- flight of the Concords ass. Oh, like street yeah. game. It's like the thing that they have written around is like no fate, and then underneath it says Wolf Wolf Wolf. <laughs> No one's gonna take you seriously. I know you're the first gang in the game, and you're like a bunch of like fake Mad Max dudes. But I'm just I'm gonna kill you, and no God. one's gonna be sad that you're gone. Like this I might is, be all I, in on this. Is I am looking at no, this. No, i Looks I. Yeah, it's like it's like a it's like a what if Gears of War didn't feel so good, but it had more abilities for you. <laughs> but also, we're just absurd. There's something like I love this pastiche of influences where mm-hmm. it's like. Like, there's a little bit of Red Dead and, like, Lonesome Dove thrown in there, but then also post-apocalyptic and then Uh Terminator 2. Yeah, there's a lot of T2 in this, actually. It's ridiculous. And the the aesthetics of, like, oh, man, uh, you know, what what do do the white supremacists like to wear these days? Uh, But then also, like, (laughs) cowboy outfits. Yeah, long dusters. And (laughs) it's so good. uh This um, looks it's so silly. Rob, you, you should play this demo and report back God. because I will say by the end of it, there was a moment, there were a couple of moments where I was like, are they trying to do a Saints a Saints Row vibe with some of the writing? There's a character, one of the I last quests you meet. literally thought you were going to say, when you said Barkers, I thought you went like Carnival Barkers and I was expecting no. that to be the shtick. No. <laughs> woof, woof. Um, they're... they're there's a quest side quest in this game where your your like hard ass commander is like, I need you to go get McCain. And I'm like, okay, what's up? Like we lost Lieutenant McCain behind enemy lines and and he's our best soldier. We gotta get him back. And I'm like, mm-hmm. all right. There's there's a mm-hmm. okay, there's a context. You know, listen, people can fly are not from America. Sure. That was probably not front of mind for them. McCain is a name. Uh-huh. Go find, you know, fight your way through the shit, fight a boss who has like ice powers or whatever. Um, go to a wall, a cutscene happens, you climb, you climb a cliff. Um, and then on the other side of the cliff <clears throat> is like a bombed out like base. Uh, and inside is the, one of the enemy soldiers from whatever the name of the other team is. Uh, they call them like the Ferals or something. And there was a loading screen that was like, we call them the Fearles, but they like to call themselves the Exiles. I'm like, all right, why wouldn't you just call them the Exiles? It's not like a – it just gives them the credit of calling them the thing they're calling themselves. Um, and you pull you pull someone out, and it's one of the enemy soldiers. And he's like, whoa, listen, man. Like, we're all on the same side right now. We're all just trying to get out of this. We were all bombed in there. And then and then he, like, helps this guy out. It's Lieutenant McCain. And he's like, let me tell you, soldier, you're, you're real credit to your to your side or whatever, to the other guy. Pats him on the shoulder and then walks past him, turns around and shoots him in the back of the head and then throws a grenade in back into the bunker to kill all the other soldiers who are still in there. And then you're like, what are you doing? And then he's like, it's war, soldier. And before he can finish his sentence, he gets sniped from across the battlefield, like, does, like, a spin twist drop 
and your character does the like I wasn't even supposed to be here today shrug um and that is the way that they end up writing your main character as like you're just the guy you're just the guy you're the boss at, in in that Saints Row vibe and it doesn't hit it like I want to be clear I think that was a standout moment where like oh they found it for a moment mostly it's people growling at you there's a really bad yeah. cutscene with like a superpower guy who like tells you that you need to be the god to these people so that he can go worry about the other evil gods and you need to be the shepherd and his name is Seth and he's fighting someone named Moloch. It's a ho- like, mm-hmm. you know, it's really digging into some of those old, old references. Uh, and I don't think it's particularly good, but there is something about 40 hour mediocre action RPG that sounds good to me right now because it's February <laughs> and it's COVID season. And I, if I could just have this game right now, it would like rub my brain. Do you know You'd what I mean? Sure. You'd be done would, with it in yeah. two days. Sure. I'd be done in two days, but those two days would be all right. <laughs> and I think there's, there is something, I don't know why I'm reacting this way. It is like, so often we see plot beats that are every bit as dumb as this, but carried off with a level of like polish and like veneer of like narrative and like technical competence that that it's like oh man you're you're really taking this stuff seriously Uh and this feels ramshackle enough of like the ideas didn't really mesh the universe feels like a little bit half built that is really or or was built well it feels often you play this game it feels like oh this was this story has been rewritten Ten times, mm, and totally. we are, what we're ending up with is not the tenth version. It's all, you know, I mean, all stories as they are evolved, like our yeah. you know versions of the past selves. But like that's usually like streamlined and ironed out. And this, it just feels like, oh, like just all the ideas are here, and they're you know family. This reminds me so much of like what like looking at this. I just I just saw the rebar scene. By the way, it's beautiful. Uh-huh. Just chef kiss. <laughs> <laughs> just, all right, time to select your character. It's so funny, uh, with no understanding but, of how the classes work or like no demonstration of powers. No, it's like none. Just pick one. You just you're good. One. Just so you know, you're not dead. God. Uh, but this reminds me actually of uh, Freelancer. Um, oh yeah, like sure. That I think maybe that's what it's what's it, it is reminding me of is like so. Freelancer was Chris Roberts' uh, post origin game, uh, where like this was kind of his first stab at Star Citizen. It turns out he's been he's had one game that he's wanted to make for ages, which is like <laughs> a huge MMO life sim space game. Yeah, and Freelancer was going to be uh, you know the the big game there, and as you might expect, it went in development for ages and the. Tech, uh, you know, the technical groundwork wasn't there. There wasn't the whole plan was never going to work, and they just kind of kept working at it, working at it, and eventually the game was taken away from Roberts, and they just kind of released it as a single player game. And what was there was kind of cool, yeah, but it was also very funny right. because it was so unfinished. Mm-hmm. Where it was like you could see there were parts of the main plot that were really detailed, and like entire quest lines were finished, and then as you go into certain zones, it's like, hey, are these? Are these other ships like? Is there AI for them? They're just kind of like drifting there, like models. Like you go to, and then the end game is just like the end game boss missions with nothing between them mm-hmm. because they just ran out of road. And so I think maybe this is kind of like also reminding me of that. It's like, uh, it's a bit like the pencils down version of a game release rather than like the final realized vision. Well, and, and you know, this is the beginning of, of a game that doesn't come out until like April or something. So like, who knows what happens after this? Um, but that little date circle on my calendar now, April 1st. I'm my, this, this seems like the kind of game. Wow. 
that, you know, sometimes it's like, hey, we got to be like careful with like code and like who's going to get it. We don't have oh, to make sure code. we get the right people. This game is just to be like, yo. We got a we got a bucket we of codes. Seven like, codes. Go, yeah, let's go. <laughs> Rob wants to play. Does Rob's partner want to play too? Doesn't play video games. Don't worry, you. Rob's Don't worry about it. You can hop in on this. You can find a class for 50 you. Fifty different beards. Twenty different <laughs> undercuts. <laughs> uh, the character creator is not as good as I would want, but it's all right. Uh, it's better <laughs> than the Destiny character creator at this point. Not uh-huh. in terms of like. Not in terms of like you can make a pretty person. Destiny's all the people you can make in Destiny are basically the same pretty person is the thing. Yeah. Um, so uh in any case, the other the other thing I do want to shout out about this is I do think that they have like one really clever thing, which again speaks to Rob's like, hey, this starts as a really good design document, and then like what gets into the game. The healing mechanism is really interesting. Each class heals a different way. And so the two classes that I played were about like being up in people's grills. And so one of them was like um sort of like the Vanguard in Mass Effect that has like a teleport forward, get into the shit type thing, but then also has a bunch of like slow time, like a, a bubble around you that slows things down, for instance. Um and that character class got um got healed when you killed people within like melee range, basically, close mm-hmm. up, and you just get a heal from that and a little bit of a shield. Another character class, the the one that has like turrets and stuff, heals when any enemy dies who has been marked by one of their abilities. And so they're just about like debuffing and putting out turrets that hit a bunch of stuff and like supporting other other classes. And so that class gets the healed technomancer. From, from that. Yes, the Technomancer. That's what you played at that event, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This this game looks a lot better than it looked then over um what is it what, I forgot what that system is that was, was that Parsec? Yeah, yeah, Parsec. I it used was Parsec this rough. weekend to play a game that I know Patrick's played some of actually, which was Haven. I played Parsec with Haven this weekend. Huh. Or, or uh, I played Haven on Parsec this weekend <laughs> with a friend because that game, despite being all about like a relationship and like seeming like it was built for multiplayer, I guess it wasn't built for multiplayer, but it, it seems like it has like a multiplayer interest. Um, does not have online multiplayer. Hmm. I think it would be oh, better so just, if it did. It's just local co-op. I didn't even know the just, game had two two yeah. player uh, support. Yeah. So that's news to me to to begin with. I it feels sort of hacked in in the way that's like, hey, we made a game about two people. Two people should be able to play this. A yeah. person and their partner should be able to play this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and, and also the leap to you know, it's you know, uh, add network capability is you know for a game that like doesn't kind of need it. Like, I'm not surprised that the game just has it locally as opposed to not having, you know. At the, all. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, really, really quick, Patrick, you did play that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, played I was going to give yeah, you a played, quick second to just say something about it. You probably played more of it than me. I played like the yeah, I, yeah, I well, it was like when I when I asked for like a list of games, like in the beginning of December, it's like, ah, what are games that people really liked that, you know, people think are going to get ignored and Haven was on on that list. Um, you know, that game seems to have it's on Game Pass. Um so if you're subscribed to that, it's an easy way to get get access to it. Uh, like the short version is like it's this couple that is escaping from their society to be together because the society doesn't want them to be together together for reasons that are explained as the the story goes on. But like they're like kind of super powered. I don't know if they're super powered people or they just have futuristic tech. But like you can jet around on these like jet boots and like do weird flips uh, around. They like like the, you they can catch energy waves that are like 
in the grass and like it flies you into the air. You can't just fly. You have to like follow the waves, but the waves are like connected to different parts of like this floating architecture, um, like this planet that's kind of busted apart, but there are pieces of it. And then you can kind of like go between them by finding these different like energy bridges and then these like energy waves that you can kind of fly through. But like the main crux of the game, you do spend a lot of time exploring, but really the reason to play Haven is like the writing and the like dialogue between these two extremely horny uh, characters. Um, I mean that like lovingly, it's a game that is about like really feels like, you know, anyone that's been in like a relationship that is like very hot and heavy in like your like early mid twenties. Like it seems like there's a very specific like time and place that, and I could speak to that cause I've sp- since talked to the developers that they were like, yeah, we wanted to write a game about like people who were like 25 and, um, like we're in love for the first time, not even, not even like high school love, but like you've done that, had the heartbreak. And then like you meet the person after that. And like, what is it like at like the, like the hottest, earliest part of that relationship. Yeah. So a lot of this game is like two people, like figuring out like love. They've separated from like the society that is, you know, like, you know, prevented them from seeing each other and they're figuring out um, like being together. And it's a game that like, like talks like, like, sur- like surprising, like it starts off like, um, it talks very openly about like sex and attraction. And then as the game goes on, like has very specific sequences where even I was like, Whew, like what? All right, game. Like, I did not know, like the writing was going to be this specific about how, the, what these characters are doing to uh, each other. And it's not, you never see them have sex. It's not like a mm-hmm. mass effect thing where like, hey, You've done the dialogue. Like now, watch some, <laughs> now like, watch this mediocre. Now watch sex some poorly scene. choreographed yeah. like <laughs> Showtime late you can night sense pornography. How embarrassed they were making this this animation. They should have gotten someone who was excited about it instead. Yeah, and also you know someone someone's got to make someone's got to make the bad video game like semi porn before you get to like good choreographed like sex scenes. And there's a reason games haven't done a lot of that stuff for all sorts of reasons. And this game just sidesteps that and like it's just dialogue. Like it is just text between and it's voice acting. I think the voice acting is really really good it's really um, good yeah it's i think you buy the, the characters really well um and it, th- that's the re- like i i fell for these characters and just was like really struck by like the tone of the the conversations like really fell for this whole world but halfway through i didn't really want to play it anymore like it becomes kind of a fetch quest to get certain things and for whatever reason i couldn't find the thing that it needed. And I'm like scrubbing YouTube videos and reading walkthroughs. Um, and got kind of uh, frustrated, but, um, yeah, I had a really good time with it. I should like a caveat, like folks have had some issues with the way the game frames. Uh, it's hard like to get with like story spoilers, like it, skip ahead 30 seconds, but like the couple like establishes like a link with like their, uh, the mother of one of the characters mm. who, uh, you know, the, the conversation can be read as like, like, uh, like uh, trying to put them into, I don't know, like a very like binary, like understanding of how relationships uh, work. And, uh, there were certain critiques of how the game there's actually spoiler, spoiler. If you've already clicked that, you know, had clicked ahead and you're still here. Um, there's allusions to like the society having like forced conversion therapy as like part of the basis of how the society is run. Um, this, the developers have since put out an apology saying that like they none of that was their intention. They like there are story reasons for like why certain things are there, but it has rubbed some people the wrong way. And if that is a reason that you didn't want to engage with the game, period, it's not the focus of it. It's like lore implication. And like even the conversations with the mother is like very quick and then you're out. 
I, you know, I, the game struck me strikes me as still worth playing for the the conversation. But I think it's worth caveating. Like if that stuff was like ah, like that would be too much for me. I don't even want to gauge with it all. Um, you know, it's worth noting. But um, I, I had a really good time with the the two characters in in that game. Yeah, I need to. I'm going to try to put a little bit more time into it. I had not heard that stuff that you just talked about. I'll, I'll dig into that and, and take a look just so I know what's going up. Rob, I know that you've been uh, playing some stuff. I saw a piece of, for, for, of yours go up on the website last week that was really interesting um, about about um, uh, a racing game. It was Art, Art of the Rally, right? Or Art of Rally? Just Art, Art of, of Rally. Rally? Great yeah. name. Um, <clears throat> so Art of Rally is an arcade racing game from uh, Fun Selector, uh, who also made a game called Absolute Drift, which some people really enjoyed. It's kind of a very stylized, uh, top-down drifting game. Um, I didn't play it, but like people really uh, seem to regard it pretty pretty highly. Art of Rally, though, is um, like so. It, it's a, it's a rally racing game, uh, but I think the thing I would emphasize is it's worth looking up some screenshots because I think the art style is really the selling point here. Uh, it is. Uh, a somewhat like low poly, uh, simple, clean textures um, sort of aesthetic it's got going with a lot of care and attention lavished on color palette and lighting. And so the entire game has this sort of dreamlike, uh, clean, endless autumn or spring type feeling to it. And in any sort of, uh, you know, morning or twilight conditions, it's got sort of magic hour uh, aesthetics. So, like, if you're driving through Sardinia where it's, like, covered in golden uh, fields of, like, wheat or uh, dry grass, it's just, like, uh, just a a sea of gold out there. Uh, When you're driving on, like, a frozen lake in Norway, uh, it's just all, like, beautiful, like, you know, hazy blue and white. Um. And everything sort of looks a little bit like a toy set, um, and the you know you you will have like little uh, like popsicle stick figures almost like lining the track, and so if you, as you go skidding through a corner, you will see the little popsicle stick figures like sort of scatter back the way crowds do uh, at a rally race when they realize like somebody's overshooting the turn, which I think is where we get into what what is this game about? It's about historic rally racing, and it's about an era in rally racing where it was much less uh, well-governed and much less corporatized than it is now. And what that means is in some ways, these are like the good old days of rally racing, but also these are days when the safety regulations were really poorly enforced and people were kind of pushing the envelope in ways that maybe wasn't uh, wise. And the game kind of has a tongue in cheek sensibility about this. Uh, You know, it's, it's kind of saying like, you know, in the real world, all of this stuff was discontinued because it was so dangerous. But here in Art of Rally, we live in an alternate history where all of this got to go on forever and ever. Uh, and here we go. And also, like, they make a really smart move. Um, it is they don't bother with any old licenses. And so they've got a lot of fake advertising that is period appropriate. So, like, which is a big deal, right? Like, if you look at old races, it was all cigarette ads, like wall to wall, like everything was like cigarettes and beer and like, uh, you know, oil companies. And 
when you have a lot of races, it's like, we've got to store cars. We can't show a Marlboro logo. It's like, that doesn't look right. Cause that is a famous, like the, the car had this look. And unfortunately mm-hmm. it is associated with this, with this brand. But at the same time, the car was red and white with like a flanged red bar. Like you can't right. get away from that. Um, so what they've done here is all the ads are fictionalized. All the car models are recognizable for like what they're, re- uh, what they're referencing. So like, you don't have a Porsche 911. You have instead a uh, like a German car, like the 119. Uh, so they just kind of right. invert it that way. But they all have really cool, different characters. And I think one of the things that got me off to a rocky start with the game is that it's actually much harder at the start than it is as you go along. Because at the start, mm. you are racing on the shittiest cars in the game. Uh, where it's very much just like 1950s and 60s sedans that were converted right. into rally cars, and they all just handle horribly. Yeah, well, um, I, I touched this, a demo of this game like a year ago or something, and and was fishtailing nonstop. I had a really hard time keeping control of it unless I was going slower than I wanted to be. But that, yeah. you know, that's video games. <laughs> yeah, so I was this close to bailing on it for that reason, where I was like, I feel like I can't, this is this is all bad. Like, I just can't come to grips with this game. And then you push through into, like, the second tier of cars, and all of it, you suddenly start to feel like, I'm amazing. I'm just a hero on these roads. I'm I'm truly learning the the art of the rally. Um, and and it's, a, it's a pretty simple handling model but it does get across uh how slippery these roads are like you internalize when you take a turn off tarmac and go on to gravel the handling quality completely changes and you need to completely change your driving style uh when you are doing a race through the snow you need to pay attention to whether that road looks icy or not or whether you're on uh you know plowed snow um but i think the main thing is that like it's just a really gorgeous game. It's just a really remarkable sensory experience to be driving through here. And like, it's got a good soundtrack. The tracks are just long enough for you to sort of zone out and get into the groove and there's no in-car camera. So like the camera on every camera setting is really pulled back. So it solves that problem of a lot of racing games where they look amazing, but you kind of just have to be so focused in on the road that you aren't super attuned to what surrounds you. This game's kind of designed to not let you lose track of that. Um, and that also has a useful utility where it gives you just not enough of a glimpse of the road ahead that you know, like, for instance, if you're entering a series of, like, downhill switchbacks, mm-hmm. you will get, as you crest the hill, a view of that entire trail of mountain road. And you're like, okay, I need to keep in mind, like, probably the next right. three or four turns, even if they look fast on the entry they will tighten and there's a cliff on the other side. So I just need to like bear that in mind. Um, and I think this touches on the other, the thing you just alluded to Austin. Um, this is a game where you are really kind of trained to think that, you know, uh, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of racing games where you're like on a circuit, if you have a bad start and you see the cars pull away, you're just like, fuck it. I'm done. I'm just going to restart the race. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Here, because it's rally and because things unfold in stages, you can have a stage where like 
a number of things went badly wrong. Like you buried the car into a tree and like took damage. <laughs> and uh, you ended up like probably you, you finished the race like 40 seconds slower uh, than the first place uh, racer. You got your ass kicked. But one, there's a good chance that guy might also make a mistake on a future uh, you know, stage. But two, you can work those chunks of time back across the next stages. Like maybe your car just wasn't good on this leg of the rally, but on this next one, you're going to really excel. And so you can sort of earn that time back. And so another nice thing that happens is you're alone there on the track. You do sort of learn that, Hey, uh, even on some of the races where it feels like you're crawling because conditions are so bad, because you were responsible, made the decision to like play it safe. You didn't make the mistakes that other people did. Mm. And so you can sort of sit there and be like, Hey, it wasn't my best time. Didn't like, I wasn't super fast, but I, I got through cleanly and I'm in a position to still be in this. Uh, if I have a next, you know, if the next stage goes well for me, uh, I can, I can claw this back. And the cars have a different enough feel um, as the ears change, as the different types of motors and, uh, you know, weight distribution changes that they all feel interesting, even though they're not complicated. Like every new mm-hmm. car, you're like, oh, yeah, this one's got a little bit of a it's got a little more torque. So it likes to fishtail a little bit on the power. Sure. Uh, this one's got a like it's got a rear engine. It's kind of weighted toward the back. So it loves to dive into corners and then slide out. Uh and so there's just enough there to, I think, be really satisfying as a racer. But it's a game that I would recommend to, like, a lot of people just because it is such a gorgeous and, like, mesmerizing game that, like, you know, if you're coming to racing games for a sim experience, you know, this isn't Dirt. This isn't Codemasters <laughs> game. Uh-huh. But it is probably the most beautiful racing game I've seen since, like, Forza Horizon 4. It's really pretty. Yeah, I, I just did a search for Art of Rally speedrun on YouTube because I figured that would get me people who are pretty good at it. I <laughs> mean, um, even that they are not perfect. Do you know what I mean? Like, even they are like skidding out here and there, but it's like it feels like maybe there's enough um, leeway still in this scene to where like, yeah, they can pick it back up, you know, later on. Um, and it's it's a, a gorgeous looking game for sure. Yeah, so uh-huh. it's. Been something I've been putting a lot of time into, and uh, yeah, I think I think genuinely, like if if you just like games that are really really pretty, uh, sometimes this is a really nice example of a game that the design of it is set up to let you appreciate the way it looks and the way it sounds, as opposed to kind of distracting you from it. So it's it's a really uh, like it, it really is a sensory. Uh, experience in a way that I wasn't expecting, and it's fantastic. Totally. Um, anyone else playing anything they want to they want to chat about? I feel like I feel like I've dominated a lot of this, and then and then handed it off to Rob. But Patrick Cotto, y'all, y'all playing anything you want to yeah. chat out uh, right now? Yeah, I've been playing Bravely Default too. For oh right, that dropped. I almost yeah. bought that three times this weekend. Yeah, because of the same re- and instead I played the Outriders demo. <laughs> that is where my brain is at. My brain is at. I need to play a thing that uh-huh. I probably won't like that much, but will like enough. To I was gonna say like you were. Power. I offered you the code first, and you were like, "No, give it to Kato." Right, because Kato's gonna play it. Because right. I would have played it the way you play a Pokemon game, right? right. Oh like, shit! Three hours in, yeah. Three all hours right. in, like, oh right, yeah, this. Right. <laughs> Did you I play, play the, the original, the original? Default for more than that? But yeah. not. But I didn't beat it. No, yeah, I beat I beat that so, game. One of the few RPGs see, yeah. that I've actually beat and got the like true ending on. Um, Damn. 
How are you liking it? I, what, what, talk me about Bravely Default. Very mixed for me right now, um, mm. but we're still early on. I'm only 10 hours in, which is not very far as far as JRPGs go. Um, but, you know, I kind of expected this given Bravely Default because I so enjoyed the kind of mechanics and the, the way that they've set up their um, job system and all that. In, in Brave Default 1, but found the story like, eh, okay, serviceable. Uh, this one mm-hmm. starts off kind of worse almost, like more simplistic, but I, there's like a lot of like very obvious foreshadowing, and I'm like, okay, this will probably pay off our something or whatever, but I'm having so much fun with these fights that I'm going to continue, even if I would have bounced off if this was the story of like basically any other game. It's just like, very simple, like you are a um, you're a traveler who's been shipwrecked. You have amnesia. You don't know what's going on. Uh, you get found by some people on a on a beach and uh, it's quickly swept up into um, following a, a princess of a now um, what's the word I'm looking for? Missing isn't the right word, but because countries don't go missing uh, now, def- defunct. No, uh, this country doesn't already exist, and she's wander- wandering the world looking for wait, crystals. wait, 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 wait. This country does not exist yet. Uh, no, already it doesn't exist anymore. Right, the country is I gone. See. So I what's see. the word yeah, for okay, when the okay. country is gone? Defunct, like a defunct country. A how recent? I think defunct like sense- conquered or just unraveled. Uh, we don't destroyed. Don't yeah, we don't exactly. Are you sure? Know. It exi- you're sure it existed. It, it definitely existed. People talk about like, oh, uh, yeah, we heard. So sorry for your loss. Like every oh, time they so come, this is recent. Yeah. Yes. What happened to it? We don't know yet. Um, ten hours when in, I still don't home, know. Like, I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> That's all they say. That's all they like ever mention it. And like we haven't had the like heart to heart with the princess. So like, so you okay, end so up. The world knows what happened to this country. Yes. You're just not bringing it up in polite conversation. Yeah. Exactly. Like. Like nobody's told me the fucking commoner whatever that's following this princess around uh there's a bit. why doesn't your character know what happened how did your character not hear this our story? character doesn't know where the fuck they are they land on oh. this beach and have amnesia and like are ah. like partial amnesia they remember themselves but then they're like oh wait i don't it's implied that they may have traveled to a different universe so in Brave mm. Default One, you accidentally make multiple like you uncover that the multiverse is a thing at the end. Sorry, spoilers for the end of Bravely Default One. That game is old as hell. I'll put a marker. I'll put some timestamps though. Uh-huh. Uh, so immediately when your character like seems to have light amnesia, it's like, oh, I've never heard of that country. My brain goes like, oh wait, is this actually because he's from a different world? That's probably right, more sure. likely because he remembers other things about himself and where he was before he landed on the beach. So. It's mm-hmm. not really amnesia. Um, anyways, uh, you're searching for these crystals that control like the elements. There's a wind crystal, water crystal, yada, yada, yada. Um, mm-hmm. Video games. Video yeah. games. RPGs. Yeah. Um, so you have your group of uh, four people, and uh, the the part that I really enjoy about Bravely Default, there are two things. Obviously, the Brave and Default system, which allows you to kind of uh, um, bank and then use up uh turns essentially um mm-hmm. you, you use the default uh command which puts you into the defensive mode and then you bank a a bravely point which then you can spend to do 
uh, basically multiple turns in one turn. Or you can spend them ahead of time and then have your characters just kind of sitting there waiting to recharge those points that you spent ahead of uh, ahead. Um, right. Which is a fun wrinkle to turn-based RPG combat already in and of itself. And this one, they're doing a... They kind of mixed it up a, a, an extra step by making it before it was all your turn, like your character's turns, then the enemy turns. Um, this one is uh, uh, more uh, like kind of active time battle, except that it pauses once it's someone's actual turn. But like you see the bar filling up under each of your characters, depending on their like speed stat or whatever. And the enemies have those sure. too, but they're they're hidden, and it'll tell you with like little exclamation points of like this one's getting close to the their turn. So you have this kind of management of like oh, like, this is the next enemy that's coming up. I have to make sure to take them out before they can take their turn. Um, a lot of the a lot of the um, kind of, like, very strongly damaging moves this time around cost health, which is an interesting huh. dynamic where, like, a lot of times you'll have a white mage character that ends up doing a lot of kind of, like, buffs that seem like, all right, like, I'm just kind of waiting until everyone's hurt for me to use the healing move that is actually necessary. But this is like, oh, there's like this pull and pull where I'm having my martial artists take a lot of damage from doing these really heavily damaging attacks sure. and then having the, the the white mage have to come in and be like, okay, I'm keeping you topped up. Um, right. And what's interesting is like, this is necessary for normal battles in this game. Like a lot of times these sort of like kind of big, heavy, like, oh, I have to like go all out in battles. Right, you is like, like auto attack your way through through random battles and then you pay attention to like mechanics and right. boss fights is like one way in which JRPGs exist. Yes. Right. That's like, one one style of JRPG. For sure. And this is this is definitely not that. This is every battle is gonna be like that's Until you're leveled up, at which point, like, so the, the the way that it works is, like, you're on the overworld and you see the enemies, and you can do mm -hmm. a little, like, swipe of your sword to, like, get a bonus as you enter the actual battle. Uh, if you come in from behind, you get another bonus. If they come in from behind of you, they, they get a bonus. Um, at a certain point, when you're overleveled for them, they run away from you, which is always a fun oh. thing to notice. It's like, oh, like, I'm walking through mm -hmm. this dungeon, and I hit the end, and now I have to backtrack a bit to get out and like oh i've leveled up enough that all the enemies are kind of running away and it's like very nice it's like oh this is chill <laughs> i'm good because the the fights are very like even like the regular enemies are get very complicated i've had more than i mean i've i've gamed over a couple times in this game already which is not a thing that like i feel like i've you do in most happen pro gamer which is like no. not if it, unless it's a boss fight right like i'm not right, gonna like right, right. ko to a, a random like uh thing and like i'm like playing final fantasy right now or, or whatever, whatever. Right, yeah exactly right. um so like that part is really interesting it's really engaging to like play this game like because i'm always engaged and, and there's never that feeling of like oh i just have to grind out like levels or i have to like grind to get through like it feels like you're always like it's always hitting some bit of my brain where it's like i'm i'm engaged in this that sounds great play. yeah that that part is yeah. great um the job system is really interesting where you're like mixing and matching different uh jobs that you can level up um like uh you start out with like a black mage a knight which is kind of like a tank basically a mm -hmm. martial artist which is like your dps essentially and a white mage are like the first four that you get um and What's interesting about this one is like the in Bear Default One, you could have a class and a subclass, and what you would bring forward from the subclass was basically uh, one passive ability, and then right. some of the command, like some of the actual um, active commands. 
In this one, there's a lot more passive abilities, and you basically have slots that you fill in. Um, so, like, if uh, you level someone's white mage job up to, like, five, there's, like, oh, you have a drain attack now. So whatever damage, like, a percentage of the damage you deal comes back as health. So if I take the time to go over and put that on my martial artist, if I, like, leveled her up, her white mage job up to where I need that to be to unlock it, then whenever she's doing one of those giant attacks that deal damage, a lot of damage, but also take HP, now she's getting mm-hmm. some of that back on her own, um, right. right? Like, there's all these sort huh. of interactions cool. where, like, if you take the yeah. time to level up something that's like, this person isn't going to be the white mage, but I'm going to level up white mage on them in order to get that ability because it works really well with their main ability. Right, um, that's fun. Yeah. And so, Are you, do you have to make it their main class for them to get XP into it? Yes. Or can they okay. Right. But but if you have yeah, yeah, yeah. if basically you set their other class as their subclass. Right. And, and then they, they still have the those abilities that they've been using before, right? Right. Um right. another mechanical thing that they've added from different from the, the first two games is weight is a thing now. Like you have different um like uh, equipment has different weights and you so you have to like think about how you're building things out. You can't just throw everything like the heaviest everything on everyone and the weight is dependent on what job you're using so like you know your mm-hmm. caster is going to have less abilities and all that so like mechanically this is all very interesting and fun and great a good rpg in that sense and like the story is just so simple that i feel like we could have gotten a lot further along in the 10 hours i've been playing it mm-hmm. um uh is the real thing is like okay like I know there's gonna be twists. I know there's gonna be turns. Like I know there's gonna be reveals. You keep like foreshadowing them in the most obvious way. Just fucking yeah. get to it so I can see whether it's interesting or not. But it's like also like I'm enjoying these battles. I'm enjoying going around and just like playing with the systems itself. That I'm like, you know, I'll finish this game probably. Um, yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, early impressions are like story simple. Uh, gameplay very fun, very engaging. <laughs> awesome! I'm glad yeah. to hear good, good, good first impressions. Maybe I will check it out. There's a demo, so maybe I'll just no. download the yeah. demo and like have that. Kato, what? What, what did you do? Yeah, what? You're, you're gonna make you're gonna make Austin spend <laughs> six hours on a game that he'll then come back and go. Yeah, I played it. That was cool mechanics. Yeah. I'm gonna repeat uh-huh. the things cool Kato mechanics. said, yeah. but I'll be more long winded about it. Kato <laughs> was, was more brief and to the point. Uh huh. Um, you know, maybe I'll really like it. I really like that first one. I just I got distracted by playing other stuff. Right. That's what you do. Right. You know? Totally. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, anyone else want to shout anything out? I have a quick one, and I'll, I'll we'll talk more about it next week probably because I'll put more time into it. But uh, fights in tight spaces. I know Rob, you mm. started playing that too a little bit, which is like a a card game. It's like a it's another card roguelike, but it's like a there's like a tactical battle element in which you're doing, um. You know, I think my first two thoughts on it were like it's like a John Wick or a um uh, a super hot, but like what if it was like a card based tactical thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's mostly aesthetic. What it really is is that bathroom fight from that most recent Mission Impossible movie, <laughs> where you're <laughs> kicking people into like bathroom stalls and breaking their heads on the wall and all that shit, cocking your arms like they're shotguns. <laughs> Um, it's cool. It's cool. I, I, I had like a bad first impression of it because it, it's like, all right, you're fucking in it now. There's a lot of cards, like get ready to learn these cards and go. And I like cards, but there was like, I think maybe the added layer of there being a tile based map where you're moving your character around. I was like, all right, I'm going to be a little overwhelmed. But then within like 
three or four battles, I had totally gotten it. I understood what type of character I liked to play. You unlock a, a second and a third deck pretty quickly, um, and and I'm enjoying it. Rob, what do you what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, it's neat. I think it is an an adjustment I had to make. Is I think a lot of card games I get hung up on like I need to be maximally efficient, always be doing things. This is a game where there's an alternate movement option for a lot of cards, and that's there for a reason. Like this yeah. is a uh, you know tile tactics game where sometimes you just need to like redeploy and yeah. get out of the way. <laughs> but the trade off there, and this is kind of interesting you know, thematically consistent with a lot of uh, fight scenes in movies like this. Once you're, you know, in close range and you have that, you know, cool CQC shit where like uh, <laughs> just like flurries of moves are unleashed. You build up, you basically build up like a momentum charge as you go and you get more and more powerful moves. Every time you move to a different tile, uh, not as part of an attack, you lose momentum. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you, you sort of slide back down the power uh, level and if you keep moving around, you will get to a point where all you can do is kind of basic punches and kicks. And so there's kind of a cool trade-off there of like, hey, there are times when you just you just need to relocate. You need to change positions in this room. But there's also a lot of reasons why you just want to stay in people's faces and just keep building up that charge because uh, it looks cooler. And you can yeah. take people out way faster if you're unloading with these these heavy attacks. So it is, it is neat. Uh, I think it is a... Uh, pretty cool like deck builder and i'm yeah i also need to put more time into it uh because it's a yeah, cool we'll concept i just around. don't know how it builds out into a game yeah the the i just like to, to give people slightly a little bit more is that like you are a character in you were a, a character you're like a secret agent in a suit you're a james bond right you're an ethan hunt um and you're being put into these little arenas with like you know four by six or something in, in terms of tiles, maybe six by six and a bigger one. Um, and enemies drop down um, and they have different behaviors that you can see what they're going to be. And like, okay, someone's going to step forward and kick you and move you one tile. Two guys have guns and they are going to like shoot forward. If you are in their line of sight or, or in their, their you know, like crosshairs for even a second. And so on top of like trying to dodge that stuff with your cards and your cards have things like move one, move one tile Move one tile or throw a punch for six damage. Um, kick someone and slide them in and out of places. You're, you're doing a lot of that style of like move people around, um, or move yourself around to try to like make them hit each other. You're doing that great kung fu movie thing, right? You're doing that Jackie Chan shit of like, aha, you were going to hit me with the welder, but I've done the move that s switches my spot and another enemy spot. And so then you're, you're, you know, you're going to weld your friend's face instead of <laughs> mine. Um, and that stuff feels very good. Uh, and, and I'm enjoying it. So, so yeah, like, again, we're early into it, both of us. So we'll have to, we'll have to check back in, uh, next week with it. I'm going to, I'm going to try to play some tonight probably and, and keep up with it. So, um, anything else, anyone want to shout out really quick before we wrap uh, up? Little Nightmares 2. Very good. Little Nightmares I 2. I started, started and finished that, um, in the last week the whole or so. Thing. Yeah. It's like six hours, six, seven okay. hours long. It's, 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 it's pretty, um, short, but, uh, the, the first one is like really gorgeous and wasn't that much fun to play. Mm. Um, but it was, it was worth, absolutely worth playing for the, the visuals. They're really striking and, and disturbing in a like fun way. Like they're upsetting, but it's not gory. It's not violent. You yeah. know, it's, you know, you, you, you know, in Little Nightmares 2, like one of the, uh, like main creatures is this teacher character that, um, 
stretches its neck like other uh, the creatures Ugh. from Beetlejuice to come to come get you. Um, sure. So it's like it's like upsetting, but it's not you know you know in terms of like it's other, not gory or yeah. Horror. When we think of horror, I think that often you know it comes you know you, you conjure a certain image and like this is definitely like oh no I don't yeah, like yeah, this, yeah. but um. Um, not in a way that as uh, you know, like body parts being being torn torn to shreds, and so this one is a better game. I, I like the mechanics of it a lot better. It still has the problem of the of the first one where it's very physicky, and so it's like very easy to just like get caught on the corner of a table. It's very sure. trial and errory. Like that is just how it is built. It is it is hey you are not going to know what to do in here and then you're going to die and you're going to do it again, which is a weird part, weird way to frame a horror game because often it's under like, this game has a lot of chase sequences where Mm -hmm. you're running from a thing and it's like, great, I get to do the chase sequence again because there was no room for error and I didn't know that I had to go around this table. And then even when I do know how to go around this table, if I don't go around at the right specific angle, Mm -hmm. like the arm flap gets caught and like you run out of time. But all, all that said, the visuals are, so striking and so weird and the the creature design is is so um entertaining and upsetting that i and it's so short that i i can't help but uh recommend it it's even on switch i I don't know how the visuals like look on Mm. on that version um but it's um it's you know i played it on pc and i guess they're doing upgrades to the ps5 and xbox later this year but you can play it on those machines and it's yeah it's it's a really good time I, i i definitely recommend it cool um anything else I'll just shout out. Uh, I wrote this up a bit on the website. Um, so for Valentine's Day, uh, MK surprised me with a copy of the art and making of Control, uh, which is hmm. a Control art book. Very cute. But so I was prepared for like, hey, cool concept art, you know, work in uh-huh. progress renders. Like I'm cool with that. I love Control. No, it's a really detailed making of book um, and really beautiful. Like. It's like if if you if you ever worked in like print media at all or just enjoy like old magazines, like it's kind of layout porn as well, just in terms of like how it's all presented. Um, and so it ends up being a really detailed uh, and comprehensive look at like how different parts of control were conceptualized and iterated on and then worked into the final versions that we encounter in the game. And it just ends up being uh, a really good document of like what the different uh, people working on different parts of this game were kind of thinking as they, as they built the game out. And sometimes it is really kind of striking because um Austin, the, on the on the other podcast, the Star Wars podcast we do, we got a question mm-hmm. uh, like um, on our Q and A, where it was like, "Are you guys sure you aren't just like overthinking stuff like always?" And like the, <laughs> there wasn't this much thought put into it. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Civil. Fuck off, Patrick. On that one. <laughs> Patrick, it's very funny. shit. I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> Mute yourself. I wrote that question. <laughs> that was Patrick. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh But yeah, so. This book is actually a good illustration of why there's probably not really a maximum amount of analysis you can bring to something (laughs) because it turns out like there's somebody thinking through this shit on really profound and deep levels. Like when you get to the costuming section in this, where like Mm -hmm. what each of the characters are wearing, like I was definitely in a mindset where I'm like, hey, cool costumes. 
It's like, no, the people who built these models and like figured out what they're going to wear were like really communicating specific ideas about the character and the aesthetics of the universe. And you, so you're, you're leaving through this and you're like, oh shit, like I didn't even see that. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of happening every few pages uh, in, in this book. And so I think it's like, I love control. So no surprise that I'm definitely the target demo for this. But I think it's also useful for um, anyone who kind of wants a really interesting look at how game development works and unfolds and like what the role of concept, different types of concept art really are. It does have a bias toward the visual elements as opposed to the mechanical, but like they get into, uh, they're really frank up front. They're like, hey, um, so conceptually we did play around with this idea of wouldn't it be cool if the oldest house was truly a shifting place and like it was constantly rewriting itself and like you never knew where you were and they got to like early prototyping of that and they were like hey uh turns out that's not workable uh, it's not workable technically and it's not really work from a player experience workable from a player experience standpoint so they're kind of really frank about conceding that of course there's a divide between the wild magical like lore of control and then kind of the traditional third person shooter shit that it it is able to do when you play it. They're very frank about like it had to be that way Uh, because you can't, it turns out at least they couldn't and I'm not sure anyone could make a really good uh, shooter where the levels are rewriting themselves habitually. Um, right. And it's why, they, you know, they say, like, the ashtray maze is all smoke and mirrors. It's a really small level that they decorate really aggressively to trick you. But they're like, it's not actually the most interesting space in the game. Um, the one thing that is a little bit weird to me, and I mentioned this, um, is that in the, in the part of the book where they're talking about how controls all coming together... They really put Sam Lake at the center of that story. Um, And that struck me as weird because I feel like in the run-up to Control, Sam Lake, who's always been sort of the main creative director and narrative guy at Remedy for ages, like going back to Max Payne, like the Max Payne model is Sam Lake. Uh, I feel like with Control, I never got the sense that it was a Sam Lake game in the way that like Mm -hmm. Alan Wake is like through and through kind of like uh, a Sam like uh, narrative. I never got that sense about control. Um, I know that like Anna, uh, Anna McGill was listed as like lead writer. I know that there were other narrative designers who if you go through and you look at promotional stuff. There were a lot of other people remedy had out front talking about the, the narrative of this game. And it's a little bit weird that in this book, it's um kind of like oh you know it's all just you know sam had these ideas he was working on them for ages uh they were so exciting oh sam what are your influences uh well did you know sam sam lake loves uh david lynch uh you ever you ever heard that one and it's just a little frustrating because i would have i would have been curious like control doesn't does not feel in some ways like a typical remedy game like there is a change of voice and style um I know that house style pretty well and control yeah. feels different, but they sort of go back to ah, Sam Lake's kind of our, you know, creative lead on all this and all comes from him. And I'm like, no, Alan Wake, maybe that's true. Um, control feels different. And I feel like we kind of miss that, that jump because it does feel like when they're putting this book together, the people who are around uh, to contribute to it are not necessarily the ones who were there for the entire 
uh, launch cycle of the base game, which, Mm -hmm. you know, I understand how that happens, but it's still kind of a, there are parts of the making of story that I feel like we don't quite get to hear uh, just because we kind of go back to the well of, you know, the, the old school remedy crew, uh, you know, talking about their arc. Totally. Um, that sounds great. That sounds like a really cool, like a really cool thing. I, I need to finish control still. I'm the person <laughs> who fell off of control on this podcast. After you should, well, you should make sure and much. go, well, if, I don't know if you have PlayStation Plus, but it's like worth going and like redeeming it. Just hitting so the button. Get to yeah. Keep yeah. access to it. Do they totally. have the, the, does that give you access to the upgraded version though? Yeah, yeah, that's the version they put out on PlayStation. Oh, Plus. good. Um, yeah. So it has like the performance and the ray tracing versions. Nice. Yeah, I downloaded that because I wanted to play the DLC and then realized my save was on the PC. So I have to play all of Control again, which would be would be fun. But it's like, yeah, I'm probably not mm-hmm. going to. I'm probably not. But I, but I hit that button. I can do it. Just say, awesome, yeah, maybe by Bravely Default. And I'm just going to get the demo. I'm going to get the demo. I bet that, that demo is like five hours. That's probably all I need. So I think they can, the progress carries over in that demo, too. See? I, I, Square usually go. does that stuff with their games. That makes um, sense. Totally. Um, I got one question here from, from, from someone who wrote in, and we'll hit that, and, and we'll go home. Gamingadvice.com is the, uh, is the address for that. Uh, this comes in. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, metaphorically. Home. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Waz writes in, you know when it's 9 p.m. and you realize you got to eat something, but you don't actually want to cook? What's the best? And and Waz says, what's the best meat, cheese, and crackers combination have on hand for this situation? Uh, Continuing, I feel salami is a good one because it lasts a long time and it's not exactly healthy, so it feels like a treat. But I want to open it up broader. When it's 9 p.m. and you're like, oh, I fucked up. It's too. It's actually, I missed dinner. Yeah. I got busy with work. I whatever. Like, what do you do? And what's your go to fix that situation? Uh, this is a fraud question. It de- it depends. This is a fraud I, I see, question. I can't. I, can't I, I have to like bow out because like, I, I dinner is just scheduled. Like right, other you're people have to be other people life. have to be fed. Thus, right. Also, I eat dinner too to mm. like contribute to that. So right, this right. is like I have. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm, I want to know. What, Rob looks. Upset. I'm I feel curious. Like he's why reveal, is this a, he's, yeah. I feel like Rob's going to reveal some things as a result of this <laughs> question that he feels uncomfortable question. doing so in the course of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the reaction I got watching him. He was like, oh, "I don't." He doesn't want to speak these things okay. into a microphone. So here's the thing. Yeah, we all been there. We've all been like, "Oh shit, I'm hungry as hell. I shouldn't." <laughs> no. Yeah. But here's yes. the problem that I've started to encounter as I've gotten older. Eating at nine, it's like good chance you're gonna end up with a second wind at like 11 oh, yeah. midnight because it's like you got that energy and like it doesn't feel good to just you know these days i can tell when like, i got a full tummy i don't want to lie down i want to no. stay up and like uh just you know i don't i don't want to lie down on the full stomach watch another episode like, you know, do play another a level of a game yeah. stay up until you lose that energy burn through that energy read another chapter mm. but the the danger is that maybe you get so much energy that suddenly you're looking at the clock. It's like one o'clock and you're not sleepy. And yet somehow you're hungry again. Uh. And so then we're just off to the races. Now we're like, now we're tipping close to all nighter territory where it's like you have another little snack. And next thing you know, it's like four in the morning. And now like, mm. oh, sun's almost up. Like, what am I even doing? Patrick caught you just now with the rock one eyebrow raise. I've never seen Patrick what do is, that before. What is happening? I don't. I didn't do this back when I could do this stuff. Where I just like stumble into like four in the morning, time to just keep go, go to bed. Go to bed. You can sleep till noon. Go to bed. 
Yeah, but I just ate. I just ate that. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, oh, no. Well, know, you, you need to be stay awake for your body to pro- like. I I I can't waste this food by fucking sleeping. Well, I okay, need to enjoy so. the fruits of the labor of my energy processing. <laughs> of my, of my uh, I will snack say this. Tray. Um, so I have like a weird like reflux situation too. So that mm. is that does contribute to it. You have it to start needs like, to, okay, it needs right. to get through it. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I gotcha. But that being so. But sometimes you just got to eat at night and night. So there's there's kind of two answers to this with these things in mind. If you really just want to play it safe, I'm like, there's usually some hard-boiled eggs around the house or something. Just have a little snack to, like, you know, get a little protein, like, blunt that hunger. Won't really, like, you know, turn you. You're not, you're not going to get, like, the munchies after having a hard-boiled egg. That's not really going to happen. But if you're like, I'm going to dig into, uh, like, some, you know, charcuterie is dangerous. Because, yeah, yeah that is that is my go-to. It's like... I'm going to cut, uh, cut a little uh, rosetti, mm-hmm. uh, Leon uh, salami. Going to have a little prosciutto, maybe a little speck. Uh, got some nice t- different cheeses there. Oh, you can put different little, like, got a little tapenade, got some olives. And it's next like thing you know, shot. you're, like, kind of feasting, right? But not all at mm-hmm. once. You didn't do it all at once. You just keep mm-hmm. going by the cutting board and be like, ooh, that breeze, that breeze uh, even no, you have softer to, oh, You have to make one plate and stick to yeah. it. That's it. That's the rule. Put it all away. Never open it again. You have to. You have to. That's the trick. <laughs> oh, Rob, buddy. And, and also, this 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 sounds like there's like 90 minutes of prep work. So it's like, well, of course it's one in the morning. You've like created a snack plate that is like, instead of getting the Totinos, you have to spend 90 minutes. And also, you're going down to the bodega to go get some more. I, I need some more stuff for this snack. So I got to go. You know what? Well, Actually, of course, my dog. cheesemonger doesn't uh, open. Right. Like, uh, no, this yeah. is what I expected. Rob is just fucking. Yeah. He has all this already. Obviously, yeah. Rob, stocked up. Yeah, Rob <laughs> is the supplier for the whole building. <laughs> Rob, <laughs> what you do is, if you're hungry at 9 p.m., you go knock on Rob's door and you go, "Hey, do you have any?" Uh, He's like, "Yeah, I made situation? six extra snack plates. You can have yeah. them." <laughs> well, Patrick, you're not even wrong because, like, I'm also, nothing if not a good host. Gotta leave things out for like 30 minutes to like come up a little closer to room temperatures. The flavor opens up a little bit more. So now right. it's like 9:30. Uh, you gotta decant the oh, cheese. Man. <laughs> you got to and and that's oh don't even get me started like pair that with a little wine right right you there know? you go <laughs> but now you open a wine bottle so you got now yeah, what are you gonna do because yeah. you didn't buy look and it I'm forget if it's sparkling you're gonna fucking close where yeah. it like puts the little inert gas so the wine work. is like yeah. preserved yeah i'm just sure. gonna open that shit and i'm just gonna be like i got two days to drink this uh-huh <laughs> better make a dent in it tonight at midnight <laughs> this was a fraught question Austin, what's your, what's your play? You're, you're not. I was gonna say. I was gonna say a nice salad at night huh. can be nice. Hmm. And like from that's where? fine. What do you mean from where? From where? From when? My kitchen. Yeah. You just got what are your salad, salad stuff. Fixings? Yeah. The, I just do it. I just do like a very basic garden salad. I'm not a big like. It was only like I'd say three years ago I started putting cheese on my salad. What? Before that, I was like a romaine and and like red peppers onions croutons um if i have radishes i love radishes mm. i love that like little that little kick from a radish um uh, but i'll make a very i don't even i i will eat a, i will eat tomatoes in my salad but growing up i did not like tomatoes mm. i was that person um so i like a very basic salad but the croutons will fill me up because because they're bready um and and then i'm gonna wake up hungry like it's not a it's not a that is not a pleasing but it means i can still go to bed right because you know it's not heavy so there you go depends on for me if i want sweet or savory 
if it's if I'm mm. okay with something sweet that late, I'll go for a really simple PB and J. Like that's small enough, oh, but sure. also like that's a classic hearty yeah. enough that I'm like, okay, how good. If I want something hearty though, I'm definitely just gonna see whatever hummus I have around, and like pick the smallest amount of dipping hummus things into the hummus. Classic. Uh, yeah, because I I will absolutely just eat an entire bag of and finish it off a tub of hummus in one sitting if I don't portion out specifically what I'm. Gonna what is eat. your What is your go to late night hummus dipping like surface? What are you eating? I I usually make it broccoli because I can't eat too much broccoli, but it still tastes good and is like better for you than like pita chips. Even though I have the pita chips, I mm-hmm. want the pita chips, but I will just eat a whole bag of pita chips if I open yeah. it. Cause that's oh also <laughs> I just realized I'm a I'm a Thousand Island dressing person mm. for like this for this salad which is like a heavier like dressing sure. I'm not like a vinaigrette is like a great dressing for like a side salad while I'm also gonna eat like a steak or like a chicken breast or something but mm. for a, for like a standalone salad I want a heavy like you know mm. I thick, want I want a thick salad <laughs> dressing I want every salad to have that dressing that Japanese restaurants use the ginger dressing from. Oh, that dressing's that's great. That's so delicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I always forget. There's probably a name for that. We should, yeah. I should just look into what that <laughs> what is, is and learn that? how to make it. I'm sure they sell that at stores, but I always end up getting like, oh, whatever, that's uh, Caesar or whatever. Not even uh-huh. real. Yeah, I like a Caesar. I like a Caesar dressing, but like a fake Caesar a fake dressing. Caesar I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. No uh, eggs involved no. in your Caesar salads, huh? God. I would probably eat more salads if I didn't make every, have to make every dressing myself. Mm. That that's, oh, that would be an issue. Turn off the that would be- <laughs> yeah, we're done. This we is. Can't I realize this. now. I probably missed a uh, trick here. Right? Just like- find a brand. Find a brand you like. It doesn't. I'm not telling you that you have to be like. I'm not saying you got that be movie like guy. That movie guy's got some some stuff for you. Maybe. I think they discontinued a few of the good ones. Uh, oh, yeah. I think some of the nice nicer Paul Newman stuff is. Yeah. Cool. There's there's no more good dressing out there. <laughs> Rob Zachary's been forced to make his own. No, it's you know what it is? Because when I growing up, that's all the dressing there was. So it was all my parents, like it was craft like French dressing, uh-huh. which was sure. basically yeah. uh-huh. just like corn oil. Right. Just, like, I grew up on that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But like it's one of those things where you had so much it's just sugar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, I like gotcha. to this day, I'm like Thousand Island, uh, like out of out of one of those bottles, I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, so, I get you. But but I'm not. I'm not. I'm playing myself here because I'm like sitting here. I'm like, oh, I would love a salad, but I don't want to have to whip together a tasty uh, dressing first. I, oh my god, I'm have to make some sort of like. You're playing yourself. Yeah. Find a, like, and I understand that you can't. You're not going to go get the craft bottle. This is not who Rob Zachney is. But find something that you can purchase. That will make this one part of the salad making process easier for you. I think we need listeners to recommend Has, like some really nice. Like imagine yeah. like you're at a nice like a nice restaurant. And you're like, mm, damn, this salad is delicious. Yeah. What's the brand that's in a lot of stores that's like bringing that bringing that action? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Problem, Let us know your favorite dressing brand. My problem with the salads is I never eat them fast enough, and shit always goes bad. I feel I like every I'm a fast, when I'm when it's nine p.m. and I'm like I haven't eaten since yeah. Noon, sure. which is the thing that happens a lot in my <laughs> stupid life, because I, unlike Patrick, do not have a good schedule. Uh, I'm like, I'm a down this. This is just gone. I just like so every like unit of like salad stuff is always like a little either way too much or like not quite enough because there's also I, I'm dealing with me and my wife. So it's like right, the, the two sure. person right. thing is kind of we end up getting the bigger box, but never finishing it, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then it's like, oh, shit, yeah. a bunch of. Yeah. 
bunch of Kato, I will, I will say, you know what I like about kale, and I know people hate Ooh. kale, but Wait, why people, do people hate, hate since when do people hate kale? People, people because just like kale, kale down. Yeah, it's like tough, and huh. you got to massage. But that's it. because, but yeah, but like Kato, this is why yeah, I love but, it is because it can just sit there dressed in the bowl, and right. like two hours later, it's still good. Right. Whereas like you dressed romaine two hours ago, sorry, ah, you know, oh, you, it's, it's got a head start on composting yeah. at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not food anymore. Hundred percent. That needs to be in your belly. That needs to be <laughs> happening in your belly by the time that happens. Yeah. All right. We're going to wrap this up. Thank you for listening to our food chat. Uh, thank you again for sending your questions. You can send them to gaming at vice.com. Uh, we will be back uh, with one more episode of our reset roundtable this Friday. Uh, and then we'll be back to our regular twice a week schedule with Waypoint Radio starting next starting next week. Right, Kyle? Yeah. Yep. All right. As always, uh, you can find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash waypoint, waypoint.vice.com. You can find me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. Where can people find you, Kato? At A underscore Kato underscore appears. Patrick. Find me at Patrick Klubik, pouring one out for Anthem. You know, oh, they're better. Dude. Fuck, man. I was thinking of Anthem a lot while playing Outriders and being like. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a game that felt good to control. Anthem. Anthem. I reinstalled it. I might just yeah. go fuck around in there for a minute. They added some stuff since I last played. Sure. Yeah. They're not going to do that anymore. Nah, I at least I at least hope that flight stuff ends up in Something. I hope that I hope Dragon like, Age. Effect, no, in Mass Effect. Like I guess <laughs> it could be sure you could fly in Dragon Age, why not? Why but not? I just mean like give me some sort of space suit in the next Mass Effect that feels yeah. as good to control as as that stuff. <laughs> yeah, too bad. That's a shame. Rob, uh people can find me in the kitchen. Uh, making some poor decisions. <laughs> <laughs> you're making good decisions, but you're making too many of them. <laughs> yes, <laughs> making making more decisions while serving self one food, one oneself some food, always a bad sign, <gasps> yeah. right? You know, while this heats up, you know what I could have hmm. a fistful of hazelnuts. <laughs> Exactly. Um, thank you to Bowen for letting us use the track Miss You off the EP Pail Machine. Find out more about that. Waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. That's it for us. We'll catch you in the future. Fuck capitalism. Go home. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. I got a new. I got another news story. It's very important here, Kato. Mm. Uh, let's see here. Um, Darius Rucker says, "Post Malone's only want to be with you." Cover is awesome. <laughs> it's 1990s all over again. Only this time, it's the Cowboys, not the Dolphins, that are making musicians cry. In one of the random covers uh, in recent memory, Post Malone has put his take on Hootie and the Blowfish hit, Only Want to Be With You. The artist, born Austin Post, is a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan and switched the lyric, I'm such a baby because the dolphins make me cry, to the Cowboys make me cry. Oh, my God. That's very good.
That's how it is. As for Rutgers' response to the cover, well, he thought it was a touchdown. The smile on my face will not leave for a long time, Rucker tweeted about Post Malone's version. This is awesome. Wow. I love it when when, when good things happen to people. Um, all right. Uh, it's funny how nobody knows what's up with that game. Like, I've asked, like, right. a lot of people over the course of a year. Like, not even for a story. Just like, I'm just curious, like, what's, you know, like, what's, mm-hmm. what's hey, up with that game? What's and, like, happening? Nobody, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Um. The only constant was always like, oh, I think it's got a horse in it. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it has right, a horse apparently, in it. Which apparently it does. I haven't watched the footage yet, but apparently, I also, the one thing I saw yeah. was like, it's got the, the rumored I've, horse. I've is, put this footage there. in the chat. Yeah. Perfect. Beautiful. We can get sued for it, and we can't get sued for it. Discord oh, those were under eight megs. I could have just done that. Sure, that makes, <laughs> that makes way, more, way more sense. Thanks for figuring that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, glad I could text uh, you I do, so that you can I actually don't know. It. Oh yeah, they're all really small, huh? These are all tiny. Yeah, they're very yeah. small. All right. Um, I am recording. I am recording. Oh, funny! Someone else sent me like parts of the 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 Elden Ring link in DMs. Yeah. Was just like, I'm sorry, I don't know how Signal works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, blessed. <laughs> all right. Um, uh, time about is. Begin each day with optimism. End each day with forgiveness. Happiness in life begins. Don't say the quotes from the trailer yet. That's too That's optimistic. You for well, you know what? Souls That's game. what I. That, what if? What if like all the profound oh. language in the in the uh, in the Souls games was just Miyazaki going day. to Time Dot is taking yeah. generic quotes, but then just like running them through a, like a language filter, yeah. just like translating them to like different until languages back and something. forth until they become weird and broken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, you want to do 45? Sure. Okay. Um, coming on the Elden Ring, hit Pokemon real quick. Mm. Um, probably take a break. It, we'll see how long that is. Uh, and then we can go through stuff. I don't think there's any other... Oh, I guess the only other stuff that's like multiple people is, uh, Patrick and I both have Outriders and Haven, but then I don't need, to, I don't need to talk about fights in tight spaces today. That's, I put a few minutes. I that played a little bit of it. Did you? Okay. Yeah. We can talk. Okay. Then maybe we it's cute. And we could do, let's, yeah, we could do cute. like, a, a, a you know, uh, we, 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 there's a bunch of games that like I'd like, to, we'd like to mention. And so we just do more lightning round stuff. Just like cap mm-hmm. the discussions so that they're yeah. not. Oh, the yeah. control art book. I want to talk about too, just cause it fucking rolls. Oh, does it? Is it yeah, just, it they're like, well, you won't talk about it or you, you want, want to talk about it? Okay. Yes, 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 yes. I thought you were like, it rules, so I don't want to talk about it. Like, I don't want no, to spoil I it. No, I just, I forgot to add that to my, uh, gotcha. I'll little, add like, now. tapas, uh, yeah. bar of topics. <laughs> Control art book. Uh, and then, Kata, you were, um, bravely default, right? Yeah. You saying Kato is bravely default. Yeah. I like that's, that's, <laughs> is very <laughs> funny. Yeah. Ah, Kato. Like, at Kato's grave, ah, you were, you were bravely default, Kato. <laughs> <laughs> um all right 